Hello and welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel. We're going to talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to Amadeus Cho and Zax. My name's Ashley Hubbley. Joining me this episode's the Ultimates, Kieran Marchant. Hey, it is I, here with my stretchy pants. Good to know. Uh, also joining us, the astonishing Dylan Blight. <laughs> you won't like me when i'm hungry <laughs> all right let's get into it uh this episode we're going to be talking about the black shape of the mcu the incredible hulk i've been alone for a long time not because i want to be but because until I solve this problem, I have to be. Your target is a fugitive from the U.S. government who stole military secrets. This is a location. Snatch and grab only, live capture. Take him. As far as I'm concerned, that man's whole body is property of the U.S. Army. You have to get as far away from me as you can. Go! There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Target is in the overpass. And when I lose control, it's very dangerous to be around me. Released 2008, directed by Louis Leterrier, uh, written by Zach Penn, starring Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, Tim Roth, Tim Blake Nelson, Ty Burrell, and William Hurt. Bruce Banner, a scientist on the run from the US government, must find a cure for the monster he turns into when he loses his temper. Kieran, how do you? when was the last time you watched The Incredible Hulk? I can't remember. <laughs> I honestly can't. Maybe when I've like attempted to a rewatch or something of the MCU, but man, it it's you know it really is the you know the forgotten child of the uh, MCU, really. Yeah. So so I take it not a fan. <laughs> um. No. 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 It's not that I'm not a fan. Um. When we spoke about Iron Man, we had the same discussion in terms of Rhodey and that character, where we saw that version of that character and how we don't think he would translate very well forward. I feel exactly the same way about Ed Norton transitioning if he was to take the role into MCU. This is the in the rest of the MCU. This is our one and only Hulk film in the MCU. Prior to this, there was the uh, Eric Banner Hulk movie, um, which I always forget. Is that actually linked to this movie in any way? Other than... Because I think Liv Tyler is in that movie. No, off the top of my head. I don't... No, she's definitely no. not. The only thing no, is, she? obviously, okay. they skipped a lot of the Origins element. Yes. Because they did a yes. lot of that in Hulk. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, yeah. I never... It, they, they, they skip it because they had just done it in a movie, but it's it's not considered a proper yeah. sequel. Yep, it's more so cool. like audiences just saw that. And we'll just recap a lot of that in the the opening and reshoot. It's like, like what we hope they'll do with Batman, whatever, but... but they never do. <laughs> yeah, okay. They never do. Yeah. I think overall, I actually think this is a fairly good Hulk movie. Um, in many ways, it has some really good 
um, moments that take a lot from the Hulk comic books. I think in terms of continuity, because this was uh, the odd one out or the weird this movie, this movie kind of it goes to this approach where half of it's like, yes, we're part of the MCU and the other half of it's not playing to be that way. Um, so there is some continuity issues in some of this movie. Um, well, I mean, it's because it came out the same year. Yeah, I know. It came <laughs> like, out the same year. I know that. <laughs> but it was like they didn't... Where, where Iron Man, you could kind of see that movie was made and directed with full kind of intentions of there's going to be an MCU. With like a decent kind of building box that there's going to be an MCU. There's stuff in this movie that I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. Like the um, the army having full access to S.H.I.E.L.D.'s databases and stuff at one point. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Why is S.H.I.E.L.D. this involved with this stuff? Or just bits and pieces that are just where it's like... I always find it hard to be like, okay, Ed Norton's Hulk leads into... Um, the Hulk that we meet at the start of Avengers, and it doesn't really line up for me personally. I guess, like actor wise or whatever, it doesn't. But they they still continue the storyline yes. of like he's being like trying to tame and control his anger, and that's what of course leads to the iconic line of "Um, secret is I'm always angry, Cap," or you know whatever it is. So like it play like it works. Like it, there's little little slivers that makes it feel like it's the same connected tissue i feel like especially when they go find um banner at the start when they find banner in avengers it feels like a continuation of this film i think yeah kind of because again he's living in a hut kind of (laughs) yeah it feels the same yeah i mean i suppose we can rejudge that because i haven't watched avengers in a while but from memory i feel like like i remember watching avengers in cinema and feeling like it Thing like is, obviously, he, he plays Mark Ruffalo plays his character a lot differently, but I feel like they, in that first like scene when they introduce him, they're like, this is to show that, yeah, it kind of feels like the way that Edward Norton's character was living or whatever, so it's like that similar sort of thing to say, hey, it's connected, but I, I know we'll get to it later, but obviously, I think that the thing this film that's most connected is just Ross. It's like Ross is the most connected yes, character from 100%. this film that continues into the future films, but other than that, it's like... Wow. Uh, to cut back to the talk about Hulk, the Ang Lee film. Jennifer Connelly played Betty Ross, uh, not Liv Tyler. Uh, also, Sam Elliott played Thunderbolt Ross in that film. Fun fact. Uh, Dylan. Which I, I don't... By the way, side note, just to get out of the way, I don't... I actually think that movie's... Like, it, it, it's it's weird to watch now because the special effects aren't that great, but I did watch it. It was on TV, weirdly, like a couple years ago, and I watched it, and I'm like... I kind of appreciate it for what it was trying to do, which is to bring comic books to life. Like, it does the whole panel, panel shit and mm. uh, whatever else. And Ang Lee was trying to tell this, like, super serious, or pseudo-super serious take on... on Hulk, yeah. Um, uh, the only the thing Hulk, I always yeah, remember yeah, so- is the Hulk being super green. Not just because it was reminding me in a recent um, uh, freaking VF Artists React um, from Corridor, but also just in general. I'm always like, Hulk was really, really green in that movie. Taika. Dark green. <laughs> uh, so, Dylan, when was the last time you watched Incredible Hulk, and what did you think on your this rewatch? Um, I think the last time I watched it is when I brought a duo Blu-ray pack of Iron Man plus Incredible Hulk, which would have been, I think, what I brought prior to watching, prior to Avengers. So, I think I probably watched it at the same time, like roughly when I talked about watching Iron Man. So, been a while. Um. I actually think this movie's okay. Like, 
it's like a solid six to me or, or, or something like that. I think it's got like pretty good performances. I think the, the, I think everything up until like the final act is, is pretty good. Like it's not, it's not Iron Man good, but it, it, it's kind of playing around with some cool things. I think Edward Norton gives a good performance. I think, um, he makes a, a good banner. Um, I like the whole idea of him just kind of being on the run, like the the start of the movie, just feeling like this, you know, like especially the escape sequence when the 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 dudes come in for the first time, he's like climbing out the window and he's like on the run and whatever else. And the, I like how they play with Hulk in this movie to make Hulk truly feel like a a caged beast that's trying to uh, escape out of Banner. I, th- I think they kind of nail that aspect. Um, and in a lot of ways, I think that, again, is sort of important that plays into the MCU continuation of Hulk, where, like, in this film, he's, this, he's literally a caged beast that when it escapes from within him, he can't remember, like, the majority of what's happened. And then when you look further into the the franchise as Banner gets better at becoming one with Hulk, then he ends up literally becoming a, you know, the Professor Hulk by the time we get to, to Endgame type, type thing. Um no, yeah, I, I think the the biggest fault of this movie is just uh, that I don't think Tim Roth is particularly <laughs> suited for that character, and it just comes off super cheesy. And I mean, I, I like Tim Roth because I like Quentin Tarantino movies, so I kind of <laughs> have to like Tim Roth. But um, uh, like in in this movie, he's just. It feels like he's trying he's super hard top, to be yeah. tough, macho armor dude. There's, there's, yeah, it's, the it's ridiculous. That, <laughs> the scene that gets me is him, like the after his first lot of the super soldier serum, where he's trying to take on the Hulk, and it's just like, I guess it's supposed to be showing, oh, you're nowhere in the Hulk's level or whatever. But this guy is like realistically shooting at him or like doing flips and running up things and like. They're like, oh, I think he's, I think he's got it this time, and then it always makes me laugh the scene of, of him getting kicked into Resmaxing. that crack, <laughs> yeah, tree. just kicked into the tree. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah. this feels weird. Like this character just doesn't feel like it has like a sense of logic or like kind of awareness to the situation, especially towards the end where it's he gets just power like, hungry. Yeah, it, I mean, his whole character arc is literally he gets a he gets a taste of power. And now he just wants it all. And he doesn't just go from wanting a taste of power to he goes to full fucking, I'm going to, I don't know, go destroy a bunch of buildings and fight things because reasons. Like, I don't know. I hate the end of this movie. I guess He all of a sudden like, starts I, I think, hating the general and stuff. And you're like, yeah, why? Yeah. As, soon, as soon as Abomination is introduced, I'm like, whatever. Like, I, I could piece out the movie at this point. I think the first half of this movie is, 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 is quite good. And then it kind of just goes downhill um, after a certain point. Um, also, fucking um, Tim Blake Nelson is quite weird in this movie too. Doing where he's trying to do a, a normal accent and like hide his, his southern twang yeah. or whatever, but it just it sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I honestly can't remember when I watched this film last. It was probably two thousand nine, maybe. Uh, I think I've only one- watched it once. I didn't even watch it as a rewatch going to Avengers because there was no time. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a very short time before the screening. Uh, it's fine. It's a. Uh, I think Edward Norton does an interesting Bruce Banner. Uh, uh, there's a lot of confidence to him. That's kind of just. I don't know. Yeah, don't you know, know he's still the... got hope that maybe yeah. he can. Yeah. I think that's that might be the biggest difference that this version thinks he can still get rid of the Hulk, 
whereas the Mark Ruffalo version has kind of accepted that he's gonna he's he's living he's with living yeah. with the Hulk. Um, yeah. yeah, I yeah, a lot of his stuff really good. Uh, there there are some. I feel like there's so many like dumb silly things throughout the film, uh, especially the blood thing at the start. I'm like, how did you not notice the the blood in that bottle? The bit, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, and then when he sent that blood sample to Mr. Blue, I'm like thinking, there's no way that the way you package Can that, I say- it's getting there. Could, like the 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 older stuff with right so sorry this is jumping ahead in the movie a little bit this shit me so much they literally have a scene first scene where they're like right we can't use credit cards we can't use mobile we can't do anything we can't use any of that the moment we use any of that we're screwed they'll catch us literally like a scene or two later he plugs a usb drive and opens up like an email <laughs> account and sends files and you're like huh what uh, why email wasn't on that list so, <laughs> by the way, sh- shout out to this movie, like most Hollywood movies. Anytime someone's on like the dark dark web where they're just randomly tapping, oh, I love that every <laughs> single computer he goes to, it happens to have that app. Has the icon yeah. for like the, the encrypted chat, and you're like, yeah, what? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I I like Tim Roth. I think it was it's like he's over the top. Uh, I can appreciate that. Um, but yeah, obviously it doesn't, it doesn't really fit with anything in the MCU at all. Um, I think, uh, I think Thunderbolt (laughs) Ross is also quite over the top in this film. He is quite settled down and not as cartoony as in the, in the following films. But the thing is, he's probably settled because of this. Because he's gotten closer. You You could think. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't love the King Kong elements of this film, uh, with Betty uh, constantly trying to sue the Hulk. It's it's it did. it's interesting that like in this movie, Bruce is convinced that the Hulk is a different being, like it's a different creature completely. Whereas generally, it's a sense of no, it's a, just a different form of Bruce Banner. Like it's just very. It's interesting that he's just so convinced about this whole thing that that is a different kind of creature, a different kind of being, where every other kind of version. Of I mean, I think that's how it was in the comics for a period similar to how there was a period where thor was like an like kind of thor was a different character to um whatever he called this like human personality like he would uh, transform yeah. into thor yeah. and it's like that personality took over kind yeah. of thing so i guess it's playing with that yeah and uh there was a, like few other like dumb like i know the purple pants thing is like an inside joke to the tv series but that you it's didn't meme, need to yeah. put that in there Shout out to Lou Ferringo, who's in it, I guess. Yeah, he was in that, and apparently he did the voice as well. Um, well, he did, because this is still... The actual motion capture for the Hulk is done by somebody else. The only thing that is apparently Ed Norton is they did facial capture for Ed Norton for the Hulk, but it doesn't look like him at all. No. <laughs> uh, they might have, like... Yeah. I Ed Norton's got such a unique face that I can't imagine that being injected into the hulk um and then the other thing he says hulk smash at the end but they never call him hulk at any point in the film prior so how does he know yes they do no some random person on the internet that calls him a hulk well he does that news report yeah but the hulk never saw that so he didn't know to call himself the hulk yeah i don't know about that i don't know yeah there's so many it's just so many weird choices throughout the film uh yeah 
it it it's it's a it's a hard one to like i think uh more than anything else uh but let's get into building the mcu uh very short list this episode uh we've got bruce banner uh the hulk played by edward norton in this film debuted in the incredible hulk 19 may 1962 created by stanley and jack kirby um obviously with only performance by ed norton to date <laughs> um interestingly apparently a major reason he didn't come back is he didn't like the edit of the final film and then proceeded to not do any promotion for the incredible hulk which is a pretty bold choice i would have thought <laughs> he's an actor's yeah. actor he, don't, he ain't here for this bullshit cgi fest absolutely um but yeah obviously <laughs> very different hulk very focused on like heart rate which I felt like it's very keep him calm, keep him calm, fucking meditation. Which, but that man. doesn't, but that doesn't. That's the thing, because then it's like, because right, everywhere for the rest of the MCU, it's established that the Hulk comes out fire anger, but then they have the moment where they get a bit frisky, and it's like, oh no, we can't get any friskier. I'll turn into the Hulk. It's like, well, maybe he won't. Maybe he's just afraid he will. No, like, but like- that makes sense because his heart rate also goes up when he's scared, which I think he is a lot of times more than it potentially he's angry as well. So. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was a good Bruce Banner. Um, but yeah, obviously disappointing. He's not seeing any more of him in the on future. Unless they, yeah, I think he's the best part of the movie is that he's he makes yeah. a really good Bruce Banner. I think, especially one that's on the run and trying to cope with uh, the, the inner beast. So yeah, he's he's definitely the best part. Uh, then we've got General Thaddeus E. Thunderbolt Ross, played by William Hurts. First appeared in Incredible Hulk number one, May 1962, created by Stanley Jack Kirby. Um, are you guys surprised that he's, he is like the one character from this film that's had legs? No, because Ross has... Ross appears in other things as well in terms of normal Marvel kind of connections. I guess Betty Ross doesn't appear much elsewhere outside of the Hulk. Um, Abomination, I think... Abomination just doesn't rock up again because he just was done kind of weirdly. Like, even the fact that they left him alive at the end of this, which I always remember him getting killed, and then I'm like, oh, no, you didn't kill him. Okay. No, he's in that same vault where Dwayne Johnson takes uh, Jason Statham at the end of Fast <laughs> and Furious. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, so, I guess Ross kind of makes sense that he goes through. Um, I will say I really dislike the end credits scene of this movie where Tony Stark comes in to be like, comes in to talk to General Ross and be like, we're building a team. And I'm like, first, why the F is Tony recruiting for the Avengers? Because where we find him in Iron Man 2, he's just like, no thanks. I think the story was they were building a team, but it kind of fell through. And then Tony was disinterested um, after that. Also, also, I'm pretty sure chronologically, um, Iron Man 2 is taking place at the same time as Incredible Hulk, I think, from memory. Like, as to, like, surely by Iron Man 2, he's not, he doesn't But care. even Iron Man like, 2, at the end of Iron Man 2, they tell him, no, you're not going to be a part of the Avengers. Maybe we'll get you into consult at some point. But we'll talk about next we'll week. Find out next week. <laughs> but I, but I'm pretty sure, like they, they, they say Iron Man two takes place at the same time as this. Or, or, I don't know. I'll, I'll pin in that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because obviously 
several years later that he comes back, not till Civil War, so... Oh, it takes ages, yeah. Uh, so, nice. Uh, and of- it's not, I mean, it, it's it's cool. I think the, the most important thing about him getting back, it's not that he pro- he's the best Thunderbolt Ross you could have ever yeah. got, or, or like his performance is the best ever. I think it's just important they got him back, because then it is the one solidified thing that says, hey, Incredible Hulk, I know we've said for years that it's part of the MCU, but now's the... When, when they actually brought him back, it was like, Here's your proof that we that movie we treated as part canon. of the proper MCU yeah. canon. Yeah, it was like the one thing they needed to do. Yeah. Uh, well, kind of spinning off that, do you, would you want to see anybody else from this film come back? Uh, nah. Obviously, they were <laughs> pushing pretty hard for t- uh, Tim Blake Nelson to become the leader at the, the end of the film. Uh, whether that could be something they could potentially do if they ever do a Hulk, another Hulk film. Down the line? I don't think they will. I think the only person that I'm like, yeah, I'd like that is Liv Tyler, but that's just personal because I like Liv Tyler. And I think she's actually all right as Betty Ross in this movie. I don't think she's terrible. I think she has like cheesy lines like with Paltrow the first film as well. In yes. Iron Man as well. So. Uh, I'd, yeah, I would be opposed to someone else coming back if they fit uh, down the line. But I, I, it definitely looks like they're not planning to do any Hulk film down the line and hulk is currently in a very odd place uh that i can't imagine what <laughs> what they're gonna do with him next i think they just found out that hulk is better in a co-sitional movie than li- like the leader the, the headline of the movie mm. and they're gonna stick to doing that in the future it's probably smart yeah uh i mean who knows? Yeah, obviously we've got the She-Hulk series coming up. Is Bruce Banner going to pop up in that, or any of these characters? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's where one of these characters pops up. That could be a possibility. I think that's more realistic than a movie. Yeah. All right, time for our Stan Lee sighting. Uh, Stan Lee, this film plays an old man who gets sick drinking Brazilian soda, contaminated Brazilian soda. Not one of his most glamorous roles in the MCU. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that's been this week's Stanley sighting. <laughs> you didn't say he had a heart attack and dies. I don't. I don't think he dies. It's probably he? just off tone because reasons. He just gets gamma radiated. I I assume the the idea is he gets gamma radiation. No, I thought the idea was that the blood was so like strong and like it gave him just such a thrill fr- rush more than he was expecting from that drink that it gave him a heart attack. Oh, is what I have always took it as and. Because he's like, and he's like. I mean, it's a long stretch, I think, to go from a guy dying because he was drinking a drink to Bruce Banner's in Brazil. I think it's secretly promotional material to say energy drinks are bad, and we should be asking what, like, who paid the movie. (laughs) That is, they're not bottling energy drinks. It's just (laughs) soda. It's like it's just fizzy, coloured fizzy water. To be perfectly honest, probably Pepsi paid him off. All right. Anti-Coke. <laughs> Dylan, what was your most marvellous mo- moment from The Incredible Hulk? It's hard, isn't it? I would stick to what I said before, which is the the escape sequence, the that whole thing. I think that's just my favourite sort of 
action scene or whatever of the movie. I thought I, I think that's a well put together scene. I think it's the, the only good action scene in the movie I actually like. Like I think it also helps because when he runs into the construction factory or whatever the hell it is and there's just so much use of the the darkness inside there to help with the the hulk it just makes the hulk seem like a um like stalking horror movie villain type thing where he's just throwing stuff around Mm. and i i kind of appreciate that more and i think that works to make the hulk scarier than of course the next time we see him is just broad daylight big open area like go crazy you know what yeah so i think that's my favorite scene in the movie Kieran, what's your most marvelous moment? Before I go into my most marvelous, I just remembered <laughs> Ty Burrell's in this fucking movie, and it he makes is. me laugh every time I see him. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's the boyfriend. He's the right. boyfriend I who remember. gets sidelines. Hulk cussed. <laughs> I yeah. didn't want to say it, but yes. <laughs> 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 uh, fuck, poor Ty Burrell. But anyway, my favorite. I actually really like the scene. Um, of Hulk and Betty sitting under the rock during the thunderstorms and stuff. Um, the very King Kong scene. It, yeah. I think very King Kong scene, but I think also it's a very Hulk scene in many ways. Um, where it's it's showing that kind of the human side of the Hulk a little bit, where it, it kind of shows that it's just not this monster filled with rage. And I like that there's the Hulk has that kind of side to him. I think it's going to be very easy for the Hulk to be written as just this rage-filled monster that smashes everything, but he has that duality to him that I really like, and I'm glad that it was shown in that kind of form in this movie. Cool. Uh, my most marvellous moment, I'm going to say the start of the Hulk abomination fight. I feel like they set that up really well. It's an interesting setting. Uh, it gets off to a good start. and then Wait, once they why get... is it an interesting setting? It's like it's in, like a, in a, s- a column. <laughs> like, yeah, but in front of the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I wish is they let more build up to the fact that let let Bruce Banner be dead for a little bit longer. They let him be like stuck in that fucking hole in the ground for like a couple more five seconds. Minutes. It's like a couple more seconds get upset. before. Yeah, like, get yeah. upset, make it. Yeah, and then have him like Pop burst up, out yeah. of it. Like that would be way cooler. Yeah, uh, and they, and they even redo that moment later on in the series in the MCU. I feel like with in. Uh, but in like a way more comical role in Ragnarok. In Ragnarok, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, once they start getting on the rooftops, it's it's bad. Uh, all right. Uh, so this week's comics recommendation, I'm going to recommend Incredible Hulk for the 1999 starting series uh, issues number 24 and 25. Storyline is called Always on My Mind. Uh, that is a fight between Abomination and the Hulk. Uh, I don't want to get into too much spoilers around the storylines around that, but apparently it's very emotional and that kind of thing. Uh, Written by Paul Jenkins, uh, drawn by John Romita, so you know it's going to look good. Uh, You can find it on Marvel Unlimited or in the Incredible Hulk Past Perfect trade paperback. Uh, So we've taken on your feedback. We will be reading some of these common recommendations beforehand for the future so thanks for your feedback uh all right right, so let us know what you thought of the film the incredible hulk and what are your comics recommendations uh on twitter follow us you can find all our twitters over at explosion.com slash twitter uh for the next episode of our marvel rewatch we'll be discussing iron man 2 so make sure you watch that and join us next time for another 
whole new Marvel cast. Thank you.